the chutzpah is going to be short, so don't be uh, startled. Alhamdulillah. Hamdan yuwafi ni'amahu wa yukafi'u mazidah. Alhamdulillahi adada khalke wa zinata arshah wa kamala kalimatah. وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله إذا قضى أمرا فإنما يقول له كن فيكون وأشهد أن سيدنا وحبيبنا محمدا صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم عبده ورسوله وصفيه وخليله من يطع الله ورسوله وأولي الأمر من المؤمنين فلا مضل له ومن يعص الله ورسوله وأولي الأمر من المؤمنين فلا هادي له أما بعد أيها المؤمنون Brothers and sisters committed Muslims يقول الله سبحانه وهو أصدق القائلين ولنبلونكم بشيء من الخوف والجوع ونقص من الأموال والأنفس والثمرات وبشر الصابرين الذين إذا أصابتهم مصيبة قالوا إنا لله وإنا إليه راجعون أولئك عليهم صلوات من ربهم ورحمة وأولئك هم المهتدون This ayah in Surah Al-Baqarah is an ayah that is familiar with many Muslims but there is a fine meaning to it that is not familiar to many Muslims Allah Jalla wa'ala in this ayah says, we will, we, that's in reference to his divinity, his deity, we will put you to a test. And that test is going to be affecting the following elements. وَلَنَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ بِشَيْءٍ مِنَ الْخَوْفِ There's fear. وَالْجُوعَ There's hunger. وَنَقْصٍ مِنَ الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَنْفُسِ وَالثَّمَرَاتِ And a deficiency when it comes to your money and wealth. And a deficiency when it comes to your families your relatives, your kith and kin, and a deficiency in thamarat, the produce or the revenue that comes your way. Now pay attention to Allah's wording, subhanahu wa ta'ala. He says, وَلَنَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ بِشَيْءٍ مِنَ الْخَوْفِ We are going to put you through a test concerning a proportion of your wealth. 
of your, to begin with, a proportion of fear and a proportion of hunger, a proportion of want, a proportion of deficiencies. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't say, I'm gonna, we're gonna put you to test concerning fear. What is there to fear? If you are in the presence of Allah and He's telling you, I am going to test you by a small size of fear or a small size of hunger, why is it that people begin to succumb to these types of things. Fear is not eternal. Hunger is not eternal. The deficiencies, whether it pertains to our wealth or whether it pertains to our manpower or whether it pertains to our revenue, whatever, that's not eternal. And so if you are in the presence of the eternal, Al-Hayy, Al-Qayyum, why should anyone succumb to these types of feelings? Some people are so consumed by the fear of hunger, the fear of fear itself, the fear of deficiency, they're so consumed by that, that they, before it even comes or strikes, they begin to, for all practical purposes, they begin to erode in their own selves. This happens to people who are absent from Allah, Jalla Jalalu. But if you are in the company of Allah, what is there, what, what's wrong with you that you begin to fear? And when you begin to fear, these elements, you are contributing to what you are fearing. You are contributing to the deficiencies in your life. You are contributing to the maybe wants and needs in your life. You victimize your own self and you're not listening to Allah. One of the issues that also, alhamdulillah, I think most of us are avid readers of the Qur'an. One of the issues that you may have not noticed, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks to Bani Israel in the Qur'an, He says to them, Udhkuru ni'mati allati an'amtu alaykum. In some of the ayat in the Quran, this is the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks to Bani Israel. Keep in mind the bounty that I have given to you. But when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks to the committed Muslims, He says, Udhkuruni. See the difference here? Bani Israel, Udhkuru ni'mati allati an'amtu alaykum. Bear in mind the bounty or the blessings that I have given to you. The blessings of whatever the world offers. Fruits, vegetables, the good life, uh, the absence of 
fear, security, all of this. Bear that in mind. Why? Because these people were attached or enclosed in their materialistic world. So for them to acknowledge Allah, he had to remind them of the materialism that they are in that came from him. But when he speaks to us, he says, All of that element is bypassed. You be conscious of me. Forget about these ni'am, these blessings and these fortunes and these pleasures and these plenties that you have in your life. You may have them. But a person who is observant of Allah tends not to be observant of these other things in life. So another supplemental ayah in this atmosphere says, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim wal-fajr wal-layalan ashr wal-shaf'i wal-watr wal-layli idha yassar هل في ذلك قسم لذي حجر ألم تر كيف فعل ربك بعاد إرم ذات العماد التي لم يخلق مثلها في البلاد وثمود الذين جابوا الصخر بالواد وفرعون ذي الأوتاد الذين طغوا في البلاد فأكثروا فيها الفساد فصط عليهم ربك صوت عذاب إن ربك لبالمرصاد فأما الإنسان إذا مبتلاه ربه فأكرمه ونعمه فيقول ربي أكرما وأما إذا مبتلاه فقدر عليه رزقه فيقول ربي أهانا كلا Human nature social beings when they are subject to trial by fortune and by plenty they say oh Allah has honored me the same human social being, when he is subjected to deficiencies, he says, Allah has humiliated me. Both cases are wrong. You are not accurate in what you're saying. So Allah gives a solid no to that. Kalla, bella tukrimun al yatim. وَلَا تَحَاضُّونَ عَلَىٰ طَعَامِ الْمِسْكِينَ Absolutely not. Your problem is you do not honor the orphan. And you are not insistent on giving those who are in need. That's the problem. Your problem is a social problem that reflects in your personal psychology. فَأَمَّا الْإِنسَانُ إِذَا مَبْتَلَاهُ رَبُّهُ فَأَكْرَمَهُ وَنَعَمَهُ فَيَقُولُ رَبِّي أَكْرَمًا وَأَمَّا إِذَا مَبْتَلَاهُ فَقَدَرَ عَلَيْهِ رِزْقَهُ فَيَقُولُ رَبِّي أَهَانًا كَلَّا And this is, you, you've heard the news in the past few weeks, the number of suicides that are going up. Look at the world. Why are the most affluent areas of the world where all of the materialism, they're saturated with pleasures and leisures. Why do we find that there's a higher rate of suicide than in other 
needy parts of the world. It's this want for Allah that is there. And we Muslims, many of us, are busy in irrelevant issues. We are inflicted with an Umawi understanding of Islam that we still carry up until this day. And it's about time that we break loose from this imposed Umawi understanding of Islam and return to the Islam of the Prophets, to the Islam of the Khulafa, to the Islam of the Imams. And sweep out of our lives this obstructionist understanding of Islam that has burdened us and has become a burden on the world. وأنتم على يقين بالإجابة وتوبوا إلى الله إن الله تواب رحيم الحمد لله بجميع المحامد على جميع النعم وصلى الله وسلم على المبعوث خيرا ورحمة وهدى لكافة الأمم محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم Dear committed Muslims, brothers and sisters You and I are well versed on the issues that affect us whether we are in our private lives or whether we are in our public and social lives. As we speak, there are two, two grinding wars that have been going on for several years. And the victims, those wars are located north of Mecca and Al-Medina and south of Mecca and Al-Medina respectively. And why are we incapable of looking at what is happening? We're speaking about hundreds of thousands of Muslims like you and me who have become desperate despondent, detracted, dejected. Their lives destroyed. Their havens demolished. And we're not even capable of looking at this with our understanding of Allah and His Prophet. The rulers, the decision makers, who are executing the war crimes in Yemen and in Syria, they are not an act of God. It's not an act of God to have a war in Yemen. 
It is not an act of God to have a war in Syria or in Iraq or in Afghanistan or in any other place. That's not an act of God. Why can't we as Muslims on this day every week look around and see if because the, the those who misunderstand Islam say that we cannot venture into political and military and ideological and social and economic issues. We have to be corralled in a stockade of morality. They want us chained in a personal and private morality that is incapable of becoming a worldwide morality. That's the way they want it to be. And we're suffering the consequences of that because we succumbed to their definition of who we are. So if a country like Malaysia says, what are we doing in Yemen? Our forces should be withdrawn from the Arabian Peninsula. We say to them, it's about time that someone began to make the right decision. The Sudanese who are mired in this war in Yemen, there are many Sudanese casualties, many Sudanese prisoners of war, many Sudanese who have been injured and who have been killed in this war and they're contemplating should we be involved in this war or not if you if you understand Allah and his prophet that shouldn't even be a question no you shouldn't be there and just a couple of days ago they wake up and they say what if these missiles that are being fired from Yemen into the Arabian Peninsula, what if they are fired towards Sudan and Khartoum? It's not far-fetched, something like that may have, but does it have to come to that? Are we supposed to wait for the time when hundreds and thousands of innocent Muslims in Africa are killed so some African Muslims can leave Yemen? And have the Yemeni people decide their future for themselves? Why are we Muslims incapable of looking at the person who is going to become the ruler of Mecca and Al-Medina, a 30 plus year old prince who now is bidding for a soccer club in Italy. They want to, now these Arabian filthy rich who hide behind their the way they dress they're buying soccer teams in Europe how is this substantiated by Allah and his prophet there are 22 billion this this figure this number comes from the arabian peninsula itself from the officials there they tell us 
that prince himself said there's 22 billion dollars that are spent every year outside of the kingdom by saudi citizens who are seeking entertainment in other parts of the world he wants that money to be spent inside the kingdom on entertainment at the same time that he is killing people or responsible for people being killed next door to him in Yemen Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his prophet they advised us they counseled us concerning our neighbor and we've understood the neighbor in the Umawi sense in the dynastic sense that's my literal neighbor the one next door okay that's fine that is correct but it doesn't stop there countries also have neighbors communities have neighbors societies have neighbors you are killing your neighbors and investing hundreds of billions of dollars that don't belong to you to begin with and now you want to upscale your entertainment industry in the coming 10 years in that 2030 project he has wants to invest 66 billion dollars in the entertainment industry in the land of the prophet in the land of the kaaba in the land of islam and we're not supposed to speak about this oh you can't speak about who said I, this is a matter of morality that extends into all the spheres of life that is not a moral thing that he is doing and then in Bahrain they're going to invite to a UNESCO conference in Manama the Israelis these people who whose religious ritual is to kill Palestinians to maim and injure Palestinians to physically abuse and incarcerate Palestinians they want to invite them you can come to the UNESCO meeting in Manama how far has capitulation gone and then to extend our vision a little more this the country here that we are living in have you ever thought for a moment why we don't even know where the factories of the weapons that they have are does anyone speak about that where do they make these apache helicopters where do they make their abrams tanks where do they make their F-35s and F-16s and 15s and the rest? Why is there something like a blank when it comes to that? It's off the radar. It's off the screen. No one's supposed to. It's because, look, this is why. During the Bush era, when Bush the son was president of the United States, this country was dropping 24 bombs every day 24 bombs somewhere in the world were being dropped by the u.s military 
that if you do the math that amounts to 8000 around 8750 bombs a year this society still has a moral fabric in it that's why they hide this information from the people imagine if the average american was to realize wait a minute here we have a president who is responsible for about 8800 bombs that we are dropping in different parts of the world and killing innocent people and it get wor- it's, it gets worse during the obama years the average went up from 28 bombs being dropped every day to 34 bombs being dropped every day you multiply that by the days of the year come out to about 12,000 and 500 bombs dropped by the US military on people thousands of miles away what business does the US military have in being in these other countries and if the American public knew that this is going on I don't think they would concur with these policies and then we come to Trump who hasn't been in office for long and it gets worse during his administration there were 121 bombs being dropped every day 121 bombs that's something like five bombs every hour during this khutbah when we are here during Jumu'ah prayers the US is responsible for dropping five bombs somewhere around the world you tell me this is not a moral issue this is not something everyone has to understand so that they can't get away with these types of crimes war crimes imagine every 12 minutes someone is being killed because of the US military enough is enough enough ignorance among us the Muslims concerning our more moral responsibilities in the world that should not be chained into our bedrooms and bathrooms moral responsibilities that should be located in the real world and enough on behalf of the war criminals who are getting away with all of this and they're stealing our wealth they're stealing our resources they're stealing our intellect everything there is to be had is going their way and on Fridays oh you Muslims just forget about all of these issues come to the masjid spend an hour or so there with no information emanating from the minbar and we go from Jumu'ah to Jumu'ah from Eid to Eid from generation to generation with more calamities with more setbacks until we finally elevate ourselves to realize that we are in the presence of Allah and Allah is in our company. Allahumma arina al-haqqa haqqan warzuqna tiba'a wa arina al-batila batilan warzuqna ijtinaba
ولا تجعله ملتبسا علينا وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا وسعت كل شيء رحمة وعلما فاغفر للذين تابوا واتبعوا سبيلك وقهم عذاب الجحيم ربنا وأدخلهم جنات عدن التي وعدتهم ومن صلح من آبائهم وأزواجهم وذرياتهم إنك أنت العزيز الحكيم ربنا لا تجعلنا فتنة للقوم الظالمين ربنا نجنا برحمتك من القوم الكافرين ربنا اغفر لنا ذنوبنا وإسرافنا في أمرنا وثبت أقدامنا وانصرنا على القوم الكافرين إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد وآل محمد وبارك على محمد وآل محمد كما صليت وباركت على إبراهيم وآل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر ومن أظلم ممن منع مساجد الله أن يذكر فيها اسمه وسعى في خرابها أولئك ما كان لهم أن يدخلوها إلا خائفين لهم في الدنيا خزي ولهم في الآخرة عذاب عظيم إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون وأقم الصلاة أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله